Hi, welcome to this edition of Sci-Fi Fans. I'm your host and science fiction author, Wayne. You can find my book under my author name of W.A. Blinko on Amazon. In this episode, I'll be talking to you about the 1960s classic show, Star Trek. And just a friendly reminder, if you like the content that I produce in the podcast, then have you considered following me on TikTok, Clapper or YouTube? If not, just look for the channel that says Sci-Fi Fans and I look forward to reading your comments on those platforms and uh, yeah, I'd be grateful if you do join me. On with today's episode. Star Trek was created by Gene Rodenbury as a positive outlook on the future of humanity where mankind has put aside all of its differences to concentrate on the greater good. Starring Leonard Nimroy, William Shatner, DeForest Kelly, Michelle Nicholas, James Dohan, Eddie Paskey, George Takei, and last but not least, least, Walter Kayan, just to name a few of the cast who went on to become stars in their own right and household names. Although the, um, the TV show was only on air for three years between 1966 and 1969, its audience and following grew, and this was a result. This was as a result of the repeats on the network, and it was sold to many different countries around the world. The popularity of the TV show itself just grew and grew, and as did the fan power, and it was the fan power that persuaded the studios to greenlight the first major picture in Star Trek, and that was indeed called Star Trek The Motion Picture. Star Trek has won many awards over the years and has spawned many different spin-off shows, cartoons, books, and uh, cartoons, books, video games, so you name it, they've converted part of it into the uh, Star Trek universe. And this resulted it in being awarded in 2000 the Guinness World Record for having the most number of spin-off productions. Scott's original name was actually improvised in the episode Wolf in the Field, which was on air in 1967. His full name is revealed as Montgomery Scott. However, this was made up on the spot by uh, the actor James and Jean Rodenberry. In order to make <coughs> the shimmering effect for the transporter, which is quite a highlight and it features quite a lot in the show, they used aluminium powder. So what they did to create this effect was they sprinkled the powder and used fans to blow it into the air underneath an a real a real bright light and that's how they yeah, that's how they got the effect for the transporters despite playing father and son mark leonard who played sarek was only six years older than leonard nimroy who obviously played spock william shatner requested that his name within the opening credit scenes be 10 percent larger than the rest of his co-stars leonard nimroy and DeForest Kelly. Only two actors appear in the very first episode, 
and they round off the entire series by being in the very last episodes. And they are Leonard Nimroy and Majel Barrett. If you look closely um, with Leonard Nimroy's makeup, Spock, he has a faint greenish tint. The colour of this uh, green, or the shade of green, was um, hand-mixed and would vary from time to time. <laughs> so um, sometimes it'd be lighter, darker, and in some episodes with the close-ups, it wasn't even visible at all. For the scenes involving the Enterprise, they actually used two different models. One model was approximately three foot long, while the other was 11 foot long and used for the more detailed shots and close-ups. Now, if you've ever wondered why in some of the episodes, the characters just walk up to the doors before they open, they don't open on cue, and this is because they were actually operated by stagehands. Stagehands would pull on cables and ropes to operate the doors, and on some occasions they would miss their cue to open them. So the actors couldn't let on that they were being opened by other people off set, so they'd walk up to them and expect them to open, kind of like the Stormtrooper in Star Wars who bumps his head. The character Yuha was one of the first black characters on any series at that time. Now this is before Dina Carroll's groundbreaking lead role as a young nurse and single mother in Julia, which came out in 1968. The character Yuha beats this by two years. Also, Yuha avoided the stereotypical types and portrayal of black people at that time. Sulu and Yuha don't have any first names in the series. However, Sulu did get a first name in the source book, but this is not used on screen until Star Trek V, The Undiscovered Country. The Undiscovered Country came out in 1991, so had to wait a long time before we found out what his first name was. Star Trek, the original series, takes place in the years 2266 to 2269, so not quite the five years that they promised. The green captain's uniform was developed because William Shatner kept gaining weight during the season. And originally Gene Rodenbury convinced originally Gene Rodenbury conceived that Spock's skin colour was red. They um if had they done that then Leonard Nimroy would have to have spent an extra hour of makeup. Fortunately for him, when they tested this, it showed up as black. And at the time, most of the TVs were black and white, so it didn't really give them the effect or look that they wanted. So the idea was eventually forgotten about and dropped. Mark Leonard was best known for playing Spock's father. But did you know he was also um, considered Mark Leonard was best known for playing Spock's father. However, he was the first actor to play a member of all three of the major alien races. He played a Romulan in Balance of Terror and a Vulcan, that's going to be Spock's father, 
as well as a Klingon in the motion picture in 1979. And as we're talking about Mark Leonard, he was actually considered for the role of Spock. During the first season, the producers were fearful and concerned that Leonard Nimroy <coughs> would eventually quit. So what they did was they put together a list of actors to be considered for his replacement and Mark Leonard was on top of that list. Captain Kirk is quite often misquoted by people. He never actually uses the term beam me up Scotty in any episode. This is used in parody. What he actually says sometimes is Scotty beam us up, beam me or beam them up. In the animated series in 1973, the closest that Kirk says to this misquote is beam us up Scotty. Star Trek has a lot of bad guys and the most famous of all villains are the Klingons. And these were created by screenwriter Gene L. Kuhn and first appeared in the 1967 script Star Trek, the original series, Errand of Mercy. They were named after Lieutenant Wilbur Clinton, who served with Star Trek creator Gene Rodenbury in the LA Police Department. Michelle Nicholas was actually an official spokeswoman for NASA when the first space shuttle launched. The claim that Chekhov was added to the show in season two as an attempt to please the Russian audience is pretty much incorrect. There was a rumour that a Russian newspaper complained about the lack of Russian presence on the series. However, no, no such article was ever written as the show was not actually broadcasted in the Soviet Union at that time. Jerry Goldsmith was Gene Rodenbury's first choice to write the theme for the series. Many years later though, Goldsmith would write the theme to Star Trek The Motion Picture, which was also used for Star Trek The Next Generation. Jerry Goldsmith also composed the Alien soundtrack. There's only one episode in which Scotty addresses Captain Kirk as Jim, and this was the episode titled Mirror Mirror. And if memory serves me right, that's where you get the... the uh, clones or the the alternative versions of the enterprise and their villains and they they have to get on the correct enterprise and get back into the correct time frame if memory serves me right jeffrey hunter was not the first choice to play pike although he was replaced because his salary demands were just too high lord bridges was actually approached first of all to play pike but he turned the role down believing that a science fiction show would damage his career the cast of Star Trek is synonymous with science fiction, but believe it or not, you don't actually see the entire cast featured in any one episode until the episode Adonis. In 2011, in an interview, Michelle Nicholas revealed that she actually auditioned for the part of Spock. Star Trek was also made and shown before America had actually put a man on the moon. William Shatner and James Dohan are Canadian actors, Leonard Nimroy is the only actor to win an award nomination regarding Star Trek. This was for Best Supporting Actor in a Dramatic Role. Starfleet has a lot of prime directives and one of them is quite obviously that the technology that Starfleet has cannot be left behind and mustn't interfere with any indigenous population. 
And yet, there are numerous episodes where communicators, phasers, as well as other sophisticated equipment gets left behind. So, so much for the uh, first directive. The Romulan, the Romulan race are based on the Roman Empire and take many cues from the ancient mythology, including the clothing and military terms. The home planet of Romulus with its moon Remus are also named after the two brothers who, according to the ancient mythology, founded the city of Rome together. And that just about sums up this episode of Sci-Fi Fans. I really do appreciate you stopping by and listening to me waffle about sci-fi. Um, as you know, it's one of my passions. I am a science fiction author and I now have a couple of books on Amazon. So uh, please do check them out. You can find them under my author name, W.A. Blinko. Broken Ceasefire is the first of the full standalone series. And I've now got um, Xander's Salvation, which is going to be another series that I hope to develop. Likewise, you can also join me, as I mentioned earlier, on TikTok under SciFi1, SCI.FI1. Clapper is the same, SCI.FI1, as well as YouTube. It's quite simply Sci-Fi Fans. Thank you very much. I would really, really appreciate it if you just leave a little comment on whatever platform you're listening to me on, telling me what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. And don't forget, I'm always open to suggestions for future episodes. Take care of yourselves, and until next time, next week, I will see you then. Unless I see you on TikTok, or Clapper, or YouTube. Take care of yourselves.